It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, be, hey, be. And Murray. Hey there, Murray. That was pretty impressive. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, thanks all for supporting us. If you love our independent podcasts, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie. And we'll watch it if it played anywhere in the world in a cinema. Because that's the only places movies should be watched. In a cinema. Now... Let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know why I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. And I was just thinking as we were sitting here waiting for the music to end, sometimes that music, as much as I love it, it kind of sounds a little porny. I'm not, I'm not just going to say. There's something wrong with that? No, nothing. That's why I probably like it. That's probably why you like it. Yeah. Now send in the clowns. That would be me. What was amazing moment? Amazing moment. What would amazing moment predict? All right. What amazing predict? What amazing what, 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 when do I cut him off? That's that's the thing. Just start talking and he'll shut up. Well, uh, you gents went to three movies this week. I went to none. Uh, the first of which was uh, the latest tag team from Scorsese and DiCaprio. Mm. Killers of the Flower Moon, which oh, yes. comes in at a short three and a half hours. Yeah, I think oh. it was like three hours, 27 minutes. Yeah, well, it? whatever. Yeah, but you stay for the credits, so that's I like do. three hours and 40 minutes. It's one of the things that was worth watching while well, right before the credits. No, no, don't give anything away. He hasn't told us what he's predicting uh, yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted to see it, but kind of didn't. Yeah. It's like, I like Leo and used to like Scorsese until he started bashing every, everybody else in Hollywood. Uh, I do like that uh, Plemons guy. He was pretty good. Jesse Plemons. I yeah. love that guy. We He's didn't get enough Jesse in this. I movie. need more Jesse. I don't know. It dealt with uh, some historic social issues. True. Yeah, sorry. Which, as mm-hmm. someone of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. partial Aboriginal mm-hmm. heritage, blood, mm-hmm. I can identify mm-hmm. with. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know. What I saw of the trailer, just, again, it seemed too long and it seemed like. Uh, a whole white savior thing and a little bit like uh what, what was that uh daniel d lewis one with, with the oil there, there will blood. be blood yeah, it seemed like more like just like that okay i figured maybe some of the acting I might have it saved, like it, saved it for you guys yeah, that's i, I can't see you guys giving it a mondo you might have barely given it a man all right all right we got meh Meh. Uh, and then we got Dick's the Musical, which from the first five seconds, I knew this was Jim's kind of movie because there was all kinds of swearing and talking about dicks. <laughs> all right. 
Um, I don't know. I think you guys might have actually loved it. And, and from what I hear, you guys were singing some of the songs. So maybe you gave it both, both gave it a Mondo. Okay. Wow, okay. Mondo, Mondo. Okay. Let's see. And Nyad. Nyad. Old lady swimming. Old lady You know how we love old lady swimming. Old lady swimming. And Annette Benning and Jodie Foster, who are two of the best in Hollywood. At the acting, not the swing. I'm sure she's a good good swimmer too, but Jodie Foster is a great swimmer. No, she's such a good actor. And she's also a swimmer. We're gonna talk more about her later. What do you think? Uh, I think Bryce might have mondled that up. Hmm. I think Jim might have had a few issues. Maybe meh. All right. Mondo meh. All right. Um, I'm excited. I'm probably wrong. Let's see what the mermaid predicted. Will it be right predicted? All right. So we got to see a movie that was three hours and 27 minutes long, plus trailers, plus popcorn, plus. It was a seven-hour event. You yeah. got to see Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. It is the latest from director Martin Scorsese. Heard of him? Mm, a little bit. Yeah. It's mafia this, movies. He did this one movie once, I remember. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, he's done. He's actually made quite a few movies, Jim. Oh. Well, this one, watch some of those. this one is the story of how the white man strategically murdered members of the oil-rich Osage Nation to try and gain the rights for said oil. The film centers on Ernest Burkhart, played by Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. He is a simple white man who works for his uncle, William Hale, but you can call him King. King is played by Robert De Niro, a white man who is obsessed with getting control of the Osage oil by any means. This includes using Ernest to commit robberies and arrange cold-blooded murders, as well as encouraging him to marry an Osage girl in all in an attempt to strategically get that oil money to flow in his direction. The Osage girl that Ernest marries is Molly, played by Lily Gladstone. The fact that this is the first time I am mentioning Molly is one of the many problems with this film. Instead of telling the story with her point of view in mind, we get this weird choice to tell it from Ernest's point of view, which in doing so attempts to humanize this horrible monster that repeatedly had a hand in murdering not only members of Molly's tribe, but members of her immediate family. This is something that is hard to get around as you're watching the film. Yes, the performances are good, with De Niro doing his best work in decades. Say what you want about De Niro, this performance was as good as he's been in a couple of decades and DiCaprio was solid he always is as well as Lily Gladstone doing a nice job and a quiet but powerful performance plus we get Jesse Plemons as investigator Tom White as Murray mentioned Jesse's always good always brings his always the Plemons and don't forget William uh, Below as Henry Janae Collins as Rita and Jillian Dion as Minnie um, everyone aside from a very poorly cast and misguided performance from Brendan Fraser were very good in this. And yet I cannot get away from the feeling that the focus was ill-conceived and because of that, it was hard to appreciate all the good that was on the screen. And then towards the end, they had an opportunity to at least save the film somewhat as there was a scene where Molly leaves Ernest alone in a room. It is a powerful moment and it would have let Molly have the deserving last word in this. But instead of that, we get some more misguided choices from Scorsese and company. For some reason, instead of giving the Osage woman that endured so much have the last word, we get some hokey radio show with, you guessed it, a bunch of white folks getting the last word in a story they have no business having the last word in. So yes, this was a well-made, well-acted, well-scored film, but it was also an infuriatingly frustrating film that manufactures sympathy for a greedy, terrible, murdering piece of garbage in Ernest Burkhart, and then has the audacity to give the white man the last say in it all. And that makes me rage. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to do some breaking down soon. The story about the Osage people of Oklahoma is a story worth telling. Yes. 
I just don't think Martin Scorsese was the right person to tell it. Maybe I should correct myself. I'm saying maybe. Mm. This really isn't about the Osage people. It's about a fucking asshole douchebag. But it should have been about them. This movie is over three hours long. And in my opinion, too simply written. It settled itself into a state of fact providing for pretty much three hours. And for the most part was extremely tiresome and not a thriller or surprising in the least. The best part is of course that the white men who were the criminals were brought to justice. But of course in true white colonialism tradition, they don't really pay their full dues. The ending was pretty much, in my opinion, and we'll talk about this a bit, the best part of the film based on the story that Scorsese is telling us. Not necessarily the best ending it could have been. If they had ended it after Leo got busted and as, as Bryce said, Molly left and it was her last word, that would have been, I 100% agree with you, the best ending for this. But no, uh, they ended it after Leo, the evil fuck nugget, was um, had an ability to still show his ugly face on screen, and then they moved to this this other piece. I did like the idea of knowing about the Osage people, and this is a story I think that is absolutely worth telling, and. I think I would really love to see an actual documentary about this. In fact, I, I know I would love to see this. But there are tons of gaps in character development, simplicity of a story, and goddamn, the length of this movie is way too fucking long. The more I say or think about this film, the more it's it bothers me. And here are three things in particular I wanna point out. The story I think Scorsese was telling and Bryce, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was how bad the white people treated the Osage people, but I didn't get anything I wanted to know about the Osage people. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, it's a fail. If he really, part two, if he really worked closely with the Osage people, why did he not have an indigenous person co-direct or maybe even make the story about Molly? and less about Leo's character. Or show more about her and how much depth her character had and not paint her out to be a typical victim, which to me, she didn't have a strong character in this. It, she was a secondary tertiary character that didn't have an ability to really show too much emotion. So for that reason as well, it's a fail. Do not write a whitewashed version of a terrible story where at any point you may feel sorry for Leo's character. He was the slimiest person that has ever lived in, who is a real person in real life. So also fail on this part as well. I originally was walking out of the cinema and had things I did like about this film, mm -hmm. but as I processed it and seeing more clips in cinema, which since we've saw the movie, and we've seen other movies after we've seen the movie, they're now seeming to be adding in clips from Scorsese trying to explain some of the shit he failed in. If you remember some of the last movies we saw, they'd have a clip of him talking, trying to explain things in the film. I think he's trying to now apologize for stuff. And, and so, like, I can't help but feel he is realizing himself what I felt after seeing this film. It's a fail as is Scorsese for making this trash heap of a movie, trying to pass it off as a story about the Osage people, which absolutely makes this a terrible, terrible rage. After coming out of this, I had this whole feeling of, of you know, I had confusion in me about some mm -hmm. of the things that were happening because I couldn't understand why it just seemed like they were going moment after moment after moment after moment. It was just like a, a fact mission. But at the same time, they did nothing to, to really expand the Osage people whatsoever. They had scenes with the Osage people in it, but they didn't really talk about them. They didn't 
tell their story. It really was. And maybe that was his point that he's trying to point out that, you know, this is, I want to tell, like, you know, he likes to show gangster movies. That's his thing. He likes to write gangster movies. But this is not the story that should have been told. And if you're going to sit there and talk about, I go, you know, in front of you, the beginning of your movie, you know, I worked with the Osage people and like, I can't imagine any Osage person watching this would say, you know what, this is our story. This is such a great story, White Hollywood. This is a story that, you know, we wanted to tell. No, this is not the story. That I absolutely felt when I walked out of this, he was trying to build some sort of confusion on whether or not Leo's character was a good person or a bad person, or whether or not he did or did not love his wife. And he, there's no fucking possible way. The real person that play, that Leo's character played was the biggest douchebag that's ever walked the face of the earth. And like you said, in some of the things he did to the Osage people, and there should not be have been any moment in this movie where that you, they didn't make where it. Where you doubted that. Where you doubted that for one fucking second and and also to your point i i gotta say kudos because i think that really drilled home to me is that they they should have left this with her having the last word yeah. i think 100 percent. and she she would have had the last word through her silence really just leaving the room yeah and that was but I mean, by then was, you, by it then... was such a power i'm like finally there's there, this is such a powerful moment it wasn't going to save the film or anything for me but it would have been such a good ending a good feeling and yeah you know and then i don't know i think he dropped the i mean for the if, see, if the film was different throughout the whole deal then the little radio show they did at the end probably would have been fine yeah but the way that the film played out if you're gonna save face at all she absolutely has to have the last word she yeah. just does yeah and she didn't yeah, I this angered me to be to be quite honest. Um, and I went and see this with my wife. She fell asleep a few times, and when she would wake up, she would say, "What is this crappy movie we're watching? It's terrible." And I was like, even the parts that she was, and she felt thought at points it was ultra violent, and I'm just like, yeah. It, I mean, but she seemed to oh. wake up whenever there was a loud noise, like someone the blowing someone. Was violent, yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, I didn't think Mo Leo's motivation was very clear through the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and I think I think there was a lot of scenes in this that could have been edited out, like the whole scene with um, Scorsese paddling Leonardo in that. Like it made to me, it made no sense. It was like uh, it didn't need to be. And in there was there. a there was a lot of choppy sections where they didn't really develop anything you just saw like a like it was a, as you kind of mentioned it was almost like an information dump every now and there when they're you know like okay we're going to show like five things clip 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 to try to to you know tie this whole thing together and it nothing nothing really worked and i i feel bad because there are such good performances in this movie that that should have been better yeah i agree but you know they wasted um Plymouth's in this. They wasted, they wasted Brendan Fraser in this. Hey, the, the the indigenous folk that were in this. William Below as Henry. I mean, he was so good. He in was it. so good. Yeah. And, they the, and the sisters, you yeah. know, Janae Collins as Rita, Jillian Dion as Minnie. They were so, so, so good. Yeah. But it was just, it just all seemed wasted. Yeah. It makes me sad. You know, I've said this before because I said it after the last film that he directed I, I think he needs to move move into greener pastures uh, he needs to retire yeah, he's <laughs> he is so far beyond hollywood now he's just he's so out of touch with what people want anymore yeah well i mean what was the last movie he did was that that uh irish movie yeah right? which i did which not is like also four hours yeah long. it was all right i liked it i didn't like it because yeah. it looked like everything else he'd ever like I said, done i used to like scorsese yeah. <laughs> I, the, like in the, the 90s the, there is there is positive in this. I mean, hopefully this does get people talking. Hopefully it does get people looking into the story. You know, hopefully discussions happen. I mean, this can be a catalyst for all of that. Even we us talking about it now, even though we're talking about it maybe for the wrong reasons, but maybe it'll end up being the right reasons because we're yeah, having this maybe, discussion. Maybe some indigenous people will... Summit. actually get an opportunity to do some directing like i i think yeah. there was a missed opportunity if you really wanted how to. cool would that have been though yeah. and, and and i think it would have been just it it would have made every it just it would have made everything so right <laughs> you know what you know what the sad thing about this i'm i'm pretty positive if he did that and actually got opinions from them 
about this story, oh, they would have said, "Wait a minute, yeah. what? Yeah, this is, this is not our story." Yeah, well, it would have been it would have been a different movie, but I don't. I mean, there's a lot of facts in this that are our facts. Yes, I mean, of it's, course, it's yeah. very fact based. This whole story, but it's just told from the wrong point of view, and I I think that maybe Scorsese definitely could have been steered steered. You know, if he if he was co directing with someone. I think they maybe could have steered them in the right direction, and it it, it, w- it wouldn't have taken much to make this a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But but those things that didn't happen that made it bad. Yeah. All right. Well, the movie you've all been waiting for. Well, actually, at least I've been, waiting, been waiting for. for. Pretty much, I think, for my entire life. You didn't even know it was coming out. No, I did know it was coming out. You did not. No, I'm I like, forgot. Oh, what? We're going because to we what? S- we uh, saw the trailer back. I don't know. It was like in the summertime, and then I was in love with it then. But then, and then when we, I was in the cinema, like, wait, this is that movie I remember that I wanted to see. Yeah, it didn't even occur to you until (laughs) (laughs) two were in it. Wait a minute. So I I am looking forward. That's right. And now I'm here. It's Dicks the Musical. Dicks the Musical. For a movie called Dicks, which Bryce had promised me. There would be nothing but dicks in this yeah, movie. That, that's, we didn't get to see any dicks, Murray. There were no dicks. But what we did get to see yeah. was a flying vagina. And you don't see that every day. And you don't get to see that every day. This is a movie. Only two identical gay men playing straight men who are actually gay. And I guess are the first two gay men to write a musical. Now that's, that's funny. That's probably not true. I don't know. They, they told us it was sure, true. That's not true. This is they told us this was true well, in the movie. Yeah, this is right there. This is ultimately the remake musical gay version of Parent Trap. Yes. Except the mom doesn't have a vagina and the dad is sometimes gay and sometimes not gay, but mostly gay. I don't really know all of what more to tell you about this film except the music is super gay. The lyrics are vulgar and disturbing, and also they are disgusting. But this is the funniest gay musical written by two gay men that have ever been written. Mm. That we've been told. Yes. Every single thing in this film was extremely over the top, outlandish, and you will not know what will happen from one scene to the next. From sewer boys to gay incest, anything you thought that could be offensive to alt-right Christian nutjobs, this has in it. I have to say, if it is going to be a comedy that's going to come out from now on, I feel the only ones that I want to see from now on are going to be part of the LBGTQ community. I'm, I'm just saying, every one that I've seen. I'm not complaining, because they've had, you know, a hard time for the last 5,000 years. But this had, if this had the same levels of non-PC that a straight comedy had, there's no possible way that it could have lasted. It would have been canceled by woke culture. But apparently, for the last few films that I've seen from the LBGT community, they get a get-out-of-jail-free card, which I'm completely happy for. I just hope that they get to collect the $200 when they pass go. Because this, this is... The, the most un-PC film that I think I've ever seen I had memories of of uh, Team America through this. Mm-hmm. That it, it it takes you to those levels that is so beyond PC, but made it so funny. Like there was, everybody was not safe in this movie. And I think that is one of the great things that has happened with our culture. But it's also one of the bad things that's happened with our culture, I think, is that no people can't all not be PC anymore. They, they wrote this film and thought, you know what? Fuck everybody. We're just going to make what, what we want to make in this. So, yeah, this, was, this movie was 100% made for me. Mm. I loved every single scene in it. I loved every single song in it. Mm. And we'll unpack a little bit more. But uh, Bryce, what did you think of this? So, sorry, what was it? Was it a Mondo? It was an absolute Mondo. Oh. Yeah, it was, a, it was a super duper gay Mondo. So you really, really liked it. Oh, yeah. Like, I absolutely loved it. Well, I'll tell you what I thought of it. Uh-oh. This could be scary, Murray. Yeah. 
Dicks, the musical, is a breath of fresh air in this era of not wanting to offend anybody for fear of the backlash. Dicks don't give a damn and tries to offend the entire world, and in doing so is one of the funniest films of the year. The music basically doesn't stop through the entire film, and it adds to its frenetic energy. It is the story of two identical twin brothers separated at birth who swap places in order to get their parents back together. Yes, it is the musical version of The Parent Trap. It's the gay musical version yes, of The Parent Trap. But with flying vaginas sewer boys a gay god <laughs> and incest played for laughs aaron jackson and jo josh sharp star as the brothers and they also wrote this amazing film nathan lane and megan Mullally are hilarious as their parents each with their own unique idiosyncrasies and bowen yang plays god and if god exists i hope this is an accurate depiction <laughs> it 100 is this film will either turn you completely off with its absurd sexual exploitation or it will completely turn you on with its absurd sexual exploitation. You will either love it or hate it. I loved it. I thought it was Mondo. Looks like Murray's doing wow. some pretty good nailing here. No, he, he, gave, he I, I thought, thought we'd he, mad Keller's. I thought you would like that a little better, but... But yeah, no, I, I, I knew this one for sure. He knew about dicks. As soon as that, I saw the trailer, I'm like, yep. Yeah. So so and there's... May 24, so... There was That's too the many... thing. A24, let's talk about that one for a guy. What? Can they do no wrong? It's, they can't do it's anything It's crazy. Wrong. You know what? You're you're guaranteed a man in an A24 film. Yep. Absolutely At guaranteed. At the very least. At the very least. Yep. And probably a Mondo. Yeah, so there's a couple other things I want to unpack on this, Murray. So um, there is a ton of lines in here, but one line... That I think maybe we should have a little bit of a chat about. Okay. You look like a girl because you have long hair. <laughs> well, you you have short girl like a lesbian girl. <laughs> like these are the kind of lines that. That's probably the cleanest line you can actually. Quote. It was, but the fact that this movie ends with a song that is. Yeah. Love is love. So they start singing, "Love is love." I don't know the I don't know the exact tune, yeah. but I kind of want to get the soundtrack for this because I'm going to be singing it on my way to work every day. I won't be able to sing it out loud on the bus, but I know yeah. I'll be humming it to myself. So they they go into this kind of you know choir thing of "Love is love," and God is a fucking faggot. <laughs> It's like, if you hadn't been offended by this by now, because when they go to get married, first off, they get married and they're brothers, yeah. twin brothers. The brothers married they're, each they're other. Married oh, yeah. each other. And, there, and there, is a, there, there is an extended sex scene between them. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely hate it. It's just, it's, it's absolutely offensive, but it, it's so good. The wedding part is funny because all the people who show up, they're like kind of picketing them and stuff. And at the end, they're all loving each other. How awesome was Nick Offerman in that? Oh. Just, he's got the little tiny part in there, but he's just so good. Yes, he was so good. The cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. This, there's, there's so much vulgarity. And I mean, even the sewer boys. Oh, like, the you sewer don't, boys it's are like so you, good. You don't know. Like you, you'd be like going Nathan somewhere. Lane feeding them ham by <laughs> chewing it and spitting, <laughs> spitting it, in their, it in their mouths. <laughs> They're these little puppet things that it's like just comes right out of nowhere. Like you're watching the movie and you're trying to follow the story. And then all of a sudden it just takes like a, a right right sidebar that you don't know or, or Megan Lally, my vagina fell off. My vagina <laughs> fell off. It's like, what? And then, and then, so he, the ones, they basically parent trapped each other. So they pretended they were each other yeah. and went to the other parent's house. To they see. look nothing alike, they by never, the way. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not identical twins either. They don't yeah. look alike. So, so there's a scene where Megan Mullally's going like, oh, can you get that thing down from me? Up and, and her voice is just beyond She's got like hilarious. a whole wall of little tchotchkes. Yeah, there. little tchotchkes <laughs> and stuff. He's, can you get that down? And the whole scene of him trying to get the thing down. And then finally. He's, he's like, this one? She's like, no, I'm pointing right at it. He's like, this one? No, I'm. The one I'm pointing the at. See my finger travel the line. Draw a line from my finger to the thing. And, but one? then the best. No. But then the best thing is the whole reason why she was asking to pull the thing down is because she wanted to masturbate with it. Although she didn't have a vagina. <laughs> it just goes from one level of absurd to the next. I I want to buy this and just live inside this movie. 
Like, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And the things that make me at mad about musicals in general was the things that I absolutely loved about this. Because yeah. I hate going to see musicals. If you're going to make yeah. a musical, just fucking go all the way and make an opera. People should either be talking or singing. They shouldn't be doing either one. But in this one, what made it funny is when they were talking, it was idiotic. But when they were singing, it was even more idiotic. So it made it just that much funnier. Yeah, this is, this is a movie if you want to laugh yourself stupid this is the movie for you and the best thing about it was they had all the edit scenes at the end of it remember the edit scenes at the end where where they're talking to the director um nathan lane's talking to the director <laughs> and he's like he's like he's like i think this is the worst thing that's ever happened in my career that i'm in this movie and the guy's like you're welcome <laughs> it's just like uh yeah an fyi this film was directed by the guy who did Borat. So yes. if you love the Borat series, you will probably love this movie. I love the naked wrestling scene in Borat. That's yeah, for sure. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Let's go see this again. Can we see this again this weekend? And we'll talk about it next right week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did we finish off with this week, Bracey? Well, sir, we finished off with Nyad. Nyad. Nyad is the true story of a marathon swimmer, Diane, Diana Nyad, played by Annette Benning, who in her 60s decides to attempt to do what she could not do when she was 30. And not just she do, everybody do. No one has even done this. Swim 110 miles from Cuba to Florida. She convinces her friend Bonnie, played by Jodie Foster, to coach her in this improbable endeavor. Every now and then, I kind of forget how brilliant Jodie Foster is, but she reminds me, and then some, with her portrayal of Bonnie. She's at the top of her game, and there is a natural chemistry between her and Benning on screen. Foster's character, Bonnie, anchors Diana in the film, and Foster's performance anchors the whole movie. Aside from the performances, Nyad is a striking film to look at. The ocean scenes are beautifully shot both above and under the water. It is a familiar underdog story of triumph over adversity that we have seen a thousand times before, both through fiction and non-fiction films. But this tired formula is elevated by Foster and Benning's authentic portrayal of these ladies. This is a good film with compelling characters and superior performances, but is also about 20 minutes too long and a little repetitious. Jodie Foster's portrayal of Bonnie Stoll is Mondo, but the film as a whole is meh. Mm. Mary, you were so close, buddy. You were so close. You're almost there. Uh, This is really an inspiring film of one woman and fulfilling her lifelong dream, which only took her to the ripe old age of 64 to achieve. Yes. Annette Benning and Jodie Foster are brilliant together in this and really does show us how true friendship love mm. looks like, even though they're both lesbians. Because from the sounds of things, Diana Nyad was a self-centered and self-absorbed bitch to a lot of people. But she, she she got an ego. Yeah, she go she got an ego. Um and also just very self-absorbed. Like she didn't oh, yeah. know what the rest of the world was happening around her. Nope. Um but she also had this ability it seemed for people to just get behind her. Like mm-hmm. she was had this infectious drive that seemed even though she was an asshole to people, she still had this ability to pull them into her you know, and her, her, her orbit. Mm-hmm. This lady was an inspiration, and I think maybe a little bit crazy. I would say so. Yeah, um, maybe even a lot crazy. <laughs> this biopic is very well done, and I enjoyed it immensely. However, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it was 30 minutes too long. All right. And if you are going to portray a real-life person's journey to their dreams that anyone could look up online... You don't need to show each time in great detail of her failed attempts. Even Rocky had a montage. Yeah, even Rocky had a montage. Right. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Team America, because even though I knew how this ended, by the time she's in her first, fifth kick at this can, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm kind of done. Mm. 
I like this a lot, and particularly the casting, which you've already mentioned yeah. in a little bit more graver detail, especially Jodie Foster oh, and, so and Reese Iphens. Yeah, Reese Iphens was very was good freaking in brilliant yeah. in Love this. Love that dude. Yeah, he's 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 you 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 would like this movie. Yeah, you Mark. would actually like this movie. Other than maybe the thirty minutes too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of want to now see you know another case where it's based on true life. It's a biopic. I want to see the documentary about her. Yeah. Because I think that it had you know if if they would have cut twenty or thirty minutes out of this, this would have totally been a mondo. I agree. Right. Yeah. It, it just needs to be just, tightened up. We didn't need to see so much of the failed attempts that could have yeah. been that could have been tightened up big time you could have created the you know we didn't we we could have they could have created her, her effort without those extended scenes that yeah just so, need to be tight so they show like basically Murray she's she's like a long distance swimmer yeah. that has no, I saw the trailer. Yeah, so she, but but then they she tried to attempt it when she was sixty. Yeah, when she was sixty one. Yeah, no, when I, she was sixty two. Yeah, I saw from when the trailer. When she's she was like swimming in a basically like a tropical storm and at nighttime. Yeah, and so huge they waves and I'm like, couldn't you wait till the daytime? I'm like, really? Well, no, she can't. She's got to swim through the night because it takes that long. Yeah, it she it was like fifty some hours. Some odd hours. Check the weather forecast and they and they do they do yeah. Gone when it wasn't a storm. But she's yeah. a, she's a little bit of a hard head, and there was one time there where she go. was just saying, "We're going." Yeah. Yep. And, and Reese, that was one of fans is going, no, we're not. He's like, yeah, we are. And he's like, all right. And you know, the, the interesting thing about this, as you get to the end of this, the film, mm. and then they show the real people in real life. That mm. was really cool too. And, yeah. and every single person that was in it, like Jodie Foster looked like yeah. the character. So it wasn't, and, and, um, Annette Benning looked like her and Reese Iphens looked like him. Like, especially Reese Iphens. Yeah. It was kind of <laughs> like, wow, they really got the casting right. Yeah. Like not only the great performances, but also the fact that they actually looked like it. Yeah. This it's good. I would say this is probably one of Annette Benning's best performances for me. Like yeah, I've always kind of thought she was, you know, she's, she's good. always she's solid. solid. She's solid. Yeah, but she this, never stands she was out. Stand she's, out. She, and the fact that she still stood out when she's playing Beside. opposite Jodie Foster and sharing yeah. nothing but screen time with her, yep. who's a freaking force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah, it was two 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 ladies at the top of their game as far as acting yeah. goes. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt we're going to see some Oscar nods for these two. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Unfortunately, neither one of them is going to make my gym list this year. I'm sorry. Oh no. No. I'm sure they'll be very disappointed. Well, sure. I'll probably get a call from Jody. Mm, sure does she you call you often? Eh, no, only when I, I I talk about her. Mm, all right. So I'll probably get a call this weekend. I just watched a Jodie Foster movie. Oh, was it you know, Dogs? I remember Jodie Foster in that Jodie Foster movie. It was Foster on TV. Movie. It was Silence of the Lambs. Well, wow, that's nice. a good movie. That is a good movie. It's actually funny. We've like. got this bear that's like put up in the rafters right now at, at, the, at the Costco. And they've got him like up in the steel, and and it kind of kind of reminds cage? me of the scene from like is yeah, it, Silence of the Lambs. Got the cage they, and the mask. Nah, no cage, but uh, yeah. But I, I actually think that they should take his feet and like cross him and then put his arms out, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> hide his wiener. <laughs> I just love like from what I heard her tell the story, how method her and, and Anthony Hopkins were. Mm. He scared the living crap out of her. Yeah, didn't scared talk, the living scared crap, the crap out, of out of me. Didn't too. talk to her the entire shooting of the film. And she was just afraid of him. Like, she wouldn't even go near him. Well, and that's, that's, like that's why she was amazing services. and he was amazing. Anyway, and that yeah. movie's amazing. So, yes, yeah. I've, I've always enjoyed Jodie And the book's movies. amazing. There you, there you go. go. That was a good week. We had a big mixed bag of tricks. Mm. Right? We, like, how often yeah. do we get, how long, how often do we get, like, one of everything? Yeah, yeah Rage of Man and Amondo. And we all, we all agreed on everything, so that's also rare. It's like you did. Did we really? Yeah, yeah we agreed on everything. Wow. That's the crazy. It is crazy. That is the crazy. What the fuck? Well, you're finally on? coming around, Jim. Yeah, I guess. Well, we didn't rate some other stuff that or I you're know. You're coming you know. down, one of the two. Yeah, probably one of those. Hey. hey! Yeah, I didn't really have anything planned, but we're gonna talk about Silence of the Lambs. No, <laughs> listening to you guys talk, oh. yes. I'm instantly filled with rage. What? What? At, at Martin Scorsese. Oh! And yet another white man trying to tell a Native American story. Yeah. Which happens mm. way too much. Yep. So I'm putting on my Métis hat. Nice. For the moment. Yep. 
I play it whenever I feel like it. Well, you I'm, you I'm, have I'm, that right to play that I'm, card. I'm, I'm Norwegian the other ninety percent of the time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Once in a while. Well, you like to pretend that you're full blood Norwegian, I'm ne- but I'm never full. But <laughs> as I saw in a T-shirt once on Facebook, half Norwegian is better than none. None Norwegian. That's, That's right. right. Uh, yeah, like. Maybe it's a good thing I didn't see this movie. I probably would have been even more filled with rage than you guys. As, as Growing up as the son of a Métis person, uh, I was taught the history of Batash. If you do not know what that is, that is a famous battle site between the Métis mm-hmm. and the Canadian government. Mm-hmm. In which, yes, it went on for a long time. Uh, Louis Riel was the head of it. Yep. And many people died, and it was all fought over freaking uh, railroad rights and land rights that's all there was mm-hmm. and they slaughtered people just because they wanted the land and they still haven't made it up to them years later and it's not just Métis it's every yeah. every single tribe out there yep. so yeah this to me seems like it's just another white man trying to tell a story he knows nothing about and yet he 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 talks about the fact that he engaged the people yeah but I mean it depends I, I on I think he just paid them off well, I, I don't think I don't doubt that no, he engaged I, I, them. I think he went at it thinking that he was doing the right thing and thinking that that the story was to like that he was bringing this story to the masses. And yeah, I think no. I think his intentions were good. I think he just he's he's an old white. He was dude. misguided. Yeah. Yeah, and and like you kind of said it earlier, Marie, he's he's a little out of touch with what Completely society out of touch is. With society is like yeah. now. Yeah. I'm just kind of surprised that because Leo is is usually back. Usually some he's a lot better than that. Usually. Pretty. Yeah. Back some pretty important things. I mean, I things. feel like if he indeed get the, did get the support of the Osage people, he obviously didn't show him the script before he started shooting. Well, he should have well, he should have had the tribal leader or whoever read this thing and say, "Well, is this an accurate depiction?" And they would have said, "Hell no." Well, but I it, mean, but yes, you, you, you they obviously went over some of the worst parts of it, but I mean, they told still told it from a white person's point of view, right? They did, and it was an accurate depiction. It was just the way that they presented a certain character is what left the the bad taste in yeah. my mouth and Jim's as well. I, I mean, and you know, I think just more attention to what actually happened. I yeah. think. Um, when you are uh, have white privilege and you don't even realize what's happening, because yeah. we none of, none of us that yeah, grew I up mean, in the age that we I mean, grew for up. For those who maybe not have seen me, I mean, yes, I am part Métis, which is French and Indian. I'm also Norwegian, but I have I look nothing like my dad's ancestors. They are all like dark skinned. I don't know. Hair. I've seen you with a tan, though. You look no, pretty. You're no, pretty hot. I mean, with I'm, your I'm sweet tan. My grandmother, who was a sweet little Métis woman, used to call me her little white boy because I was the only <laughs> grandchild she had that wasn't dark skinned. So, so you I have mean, you you come from like the uh, the the country with al- albinism, and yeah. then you've got the beautiful well, no, brown no, skin. No, I'm, I'm of... Norse as well, so yeah, I'm also Norwegian. <laughs> but you but do tan pretty well, buddy. I, I do tan. I never burn. That's, that's plus. Go. But yeah, anyway, yeah. So I just wish they would get it right yep. these days. It just doesn't seem like kudos to that, buddy. Job. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. This week is Martin Scorsese. That's it. I don't have much else to say. I've talked about this recent movie, but I want him to retire. Or I want him to impart his wisdom on the future of directing and allow people to learn from him and support projects that are going to make a difference in the world. That's my rage. Ditto. Well said, Jim. All right. <laughs> That's it. 
Okay then. Yeah, more Scorsese. Please retire. Or go to some school and start teaching directing. You could do that. To you could do that. To some of the indigenous communities. There you go. Rage. Subsiding. Pulse. Slowing. Anger fading. Oh, lasts. Less, 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 less. Uh, if you're listening to us for the first time, welcome aboard. And if you're not listening to us for the first time, you already know this. But go to our website, filmrageyyc.com. Take a look at our lists page where you will find five lists. Four are very similar. Doubted, undoubted, mesmerizing, and repulsive. And the other is past mesmerizing people and who out-mesmerized them. So we have been trying to take some people off because, and then apparently I added a bunch of people on just to make things more complicated. Mm -hmm. And Murray charged us last week with seeing Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I've heard of that movie. Yeah. And you know, I haven't seen this movie since it first came out in cinemas. I'm not sure about you. I've watched it probably four or five times. Okay. I, I had it on Blu-ray for a while. It was part of this bo- cool box set with, box set with House of Flying Daggers and Curse of the Golden Flower. Ooh. Both excellent. Be- yes. Those, those, in fact, House of Flying Daggers is the best yes, of three. Yes, I agree. But, uh, Isn't yeah. that funny? We agreed again. Yes. What's going on this week? But uh, yeah, all three of those movies are awesome. And Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a good choice. Um, this was... It wasn't tough for me, mm. um, mo- mostly because I look. I was for me, it was all about the face, uh, because there's a lot of times with the dialogue in in this movie in particular, um, there is a lot of close up shots. There is, yeah. So for me, uh, it was Michelle Yeoh. So I went into this thinking that Chow Yum Fat had no chance. Hmm. Because that's how I remember it, and I've seen the movie quite a few. Yeah, times. you saw it more times than me. And yeah, my memory's good because he had no chance. Michelle Yeoh yeah. is she's she's just so mesmerizing. She's, you were trying to throw me for a loop there, weren't you? You're trying to you're that? trying to yeah no. you were trying to make me think he might be not he might be saying Chow Young's got a chance. No. Yeah, like no the first twenty minutes and the scene. The scene of them together at the very beginning, yep. in that scene alone, she just destroyed Destroy- him. <laughs> destroyed him. That was that. It was just like, you know what? I love Chow Yun Fat. I, I could have just stopped at that point. To yeah, be it was just like, but I still watched the whole movie. And actually, what's her name? The other one. She did a. She would have out mesmerized um, Chow yeah, Yun Fat in yeah. this movie. Yeah. And but, I, I mean, maybe his his role was supposed to be a little bit more stoic, it, but it was. But he could have. He could have. Chow Yang fatted it a little bit better. Yeah, no, he it was. Yeah, it was not even close. And you know what? Murray predicted this last week. So I did. yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, not like I wanted to take Chow Yang Fat off the list, but yeah. of Chow Yang Fat, I so knew. Do I. I knew if he faced him head to head, that Michelle Yeoh. Would yeah, have, you know it's no gonna chance. be it's gonna be tough for. She is awesome. And you know what? Now that she's back in the limelight. In English speaking movies, mm-hmm. I feel sorry for a lot of English speaking actors mm-hmm. that have to go up against her. Indeed. And she also can do kung fu moves. That's so, what right. can't she do? She can kick Jackie Chan's ass if she wants. Yeah, maybe. I think she has at one point. You know what? That's a movie I would love to see. I would love to see them together, too. Yeah, and making out. That would be cool, too. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, why not? Punch each. Kind of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but. Yeah. Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Sounds okay. terrible. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. So the other reminder that we have to make a plan to watch some Werner Herzog films to get him on the undoubted list. Yeah. So that's so up to you day, to, yes, to start planning what we're doing about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 Just yeah. giving everybody a reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Murray, have you got us a challenge for next week, my little buckaroo? My list isn't quite done yet. All right. So Murray's going <laughs> to... <laughs> I got like four names. <coughs> uh, I do have one. Uh, I don't know why I never brought this up before. Uh oh. Maybe because I was a little afraid, but 
We got good old Christian Bale, who's still on a list, I believe. Yes, he is. And he was in a movie with Francis McDormand. Really? What? Called Laurel Canyon. Oh, yes, he yeah. was. And oh, wow. they're like right side by side in the listing, so I'm assuming that they're both in it for more than five minutes. <clears throat> Sorry, what's the, I remember this movie, but what's it called again? Laurel, Laurel Canyon. Laurel. L-A-U-R-E-L. It's a, also a famous place in California. It is. It's where a lot of good music got produ- or, uh, made. I believe yeah. a, lot, a lot of murders, too, I believe. There's a bad as well. You oh, know, it's, I've it's seen valley, this. I think, where they dumb bodies. I've seen this, but I can't remember who it would have been more mesmerizing. So this yeah, is going to no. be a this think, is going to be battle royale. The main star of it, but I know he's in it. Too. Let's hope he's in it for a. Full what we're going to watch? Battle Royale. Who's mes- who's mesmerized off in that movie? Uh, battle the Battle Royale Canyon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, uh, nice try, though. Nice yeah. try. Okay. Oh, all right, looking then. forward to this. Is that all you got? Yeah, I think so. You know what? I don't think oh, Bryce has anything more new and exciting. There? Nothing. We we could talk about the fact that we we missed the fact that Jodie Foster got taken off the mesmerizing she list. Did. She did. Yeah. And rightfully Sadly. so. And rightfully so. But man, if, if you don't if bring she, your if she, game, if she was bringing the game she had in Nyad to the yeah. performance that she got knocked out in, there would be no panic question. room. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you know what? You know, when we say directors and actors beware, yeah. you cannot hide from the rage. You've got to bring your A game all the time if you want to stay on one of our lists. Mm-hmm. Obviously, except the repulsive list, which, you know, you just have to be yeah, you still terrible self. You still got to bring your A game. But well, that would take you off the list, well, though. No, your a, your a game ain't good enough to even... He's got to show up and get a paycheck. <laughs> no. no. <clears throat> That's not what we're here for, Murray. We're here to make sure that directors and actors stay on the top of their game at all times. Because mm-hmm. then... Otherwise, they're going to feel the rage. What doing? He's like playing footsies with you or something. I don't know. He keeps getting up. He's putting his hands under the table, Nobody Murray. can don't, see this. Don't stop him. I'm actually yeah. enjoying this. Anyway, all right. Whatever he's doing, it's working for me. That's it for that. All right. You've obviously finished, Jim. Last week on Rage or Dare... Bryce and Jim pulled from the merman's ice creamy bucket of rage and pulled the 1997 film Best Men. Wait, has anyone ever actually heard of this movie? Let me take a look and see who else is in this film. Drew Barrymore? Hmm, okay. Luke Wilson? All right. Fred Ward? Hmm, interesting. Brad Dorif? That can't be too. Whoa, whoa. Dean Kane. Okay, yeah, this is going to be a problem. This week, it's all Bryce all night, where he can choose to rage or dare or Casey. Now let's check in with the boys and see if Andy Dick is the best man or just the best dick. Come on, Bryce. Mmm. <laughs> mm. Is ice creamy good? <laughs> well... Best Men has a pretty good cast, aside from Dean Kane, who is just terrible. Superman. In everything, including Superman. including this. Oh, yeah. Andy Dick's in this, too. Okay. Oh, and Drew Barrymore is in this. You love Drew Barrymore. You said last week she's like one of your favorites. I don't know. No, I did not. <laughs> pretty sure you did. Okay. Maybe not such a good cast. But also you get Luke Wilson and Fred Ward, as mentioned. And we also get not Norman Reedus from Boondock Saints. Um, But even with all that superstar power, I just, this, this film is just a mess. And as with, as with all ill-conceived films, nothing makes sense. And everywhere you turn, there are convenient coincidences. And why is everybody so trigger happy? People are getting shot for no apparent reason. And why is the sheriff happy that his son is running from the authorities instead of turning himself in? And where does that guy get a helicopter? And how is Luke Wilson able to hang on to Drew Barrymore with one hand as they dangle off of a helicopter <laughs> hundreds of feet in the air? 
And why is Dean Kane ever cast in anything? And why do I not? Why? Sorry. And why do I care that not Ro Norman Reedus has daddy issues? And I could go on, but I won't. I'll just leave you with this. Best men is a rage. Hmm. I never thought that was going to happen. Shocker. Um, made for TV. This was actually, actually, sorry, before you. Yeah. This this was probably the best that not Norman Reedus has been, though. Who the hell is not yeah. Norman Reedus? He's the guy from Boondock Saints. He's the guy from Boondock Saints. Norman Reedus. Isn't Norman Have Reedus. Have you seen Boondock Saints? No. Okay, well, there's two brothers in Boondock Saints. And it's the other one, one is Norman Reedus, oh, and, and the, the other, other one is, is not Norman Reedus. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I got so you. he's not Norman oh. Reedus, and he was in this movie. He's That's right. Reedus. And you can okay. look up who that is. So, uh, made-for-TV movie much? Was it? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it seemed like it. Yeah. <clears throat> Fred Ward does his best version of Fred Ward that he can do. <laughs> he did. Which is still not Tremors enough for this movie, I'm going to say. It was still, it was Andy okay. Dick? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore, like in most movies, is really annoying in this. Yeah, she's awesome in Adam Sandler movies, but other than that. <laughs> no. No, she's just annoying in every And movie. I loved her in Home Fries, which was also with Luke Wilson. Yeah. It, he no. was also in the Charlie's Angels. Yeah. No. no. Uh, <laughs> now, let's speaking of Luke just Wilson... Saying. Yes. Luke Wilson is typical Luke Wilson. Yes. He's not annoying. Yeah. But not really doing anything he's else. Just, he's wow. the lesser of the Wilsons. He's, he's the lesser of the you Wilsons. You know what? And initially I think I last week there. I said he is he's the second best of the Wilsons. Yeah. But I actually think he's now the third best of the Wilsons because I don't think he has any range. That's what my belief is on Luke Wilson. But he's likable. Yeah, he's li he's likable. But Owen Wilson Wilsons is likable with range. Yeah, Owen Wilson has a little bit more range, a little more range. and a little bit more likable. But Luke Wilson plays the same character in every movie. Yep. And so if you like him yeah. in that movie, then no, he really does. He he's this soft-spoken guy. No, no, he was in Behind Enemy Lines. No, that was Luke. That wasn't Luke Wilson. That was Owen Wilson. That was Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. So Owen, we're not talking about one Owen them, Wilson. I think you were the, just talking about Owen Wilson. No, I. One of them is a blonde. One of them yeah. has, is. A I one, know. Of so one of them's older, and, and one of them's younger. Is, is but he showed older? some range. Yes, he does show some range. Owen. Yeah. Owen does. Yeah. Also in That's that what TV we're show about. that he has that you're in love with, and I like Loki. But oh, everything yeah. else, Loki's good. I yeah, like exactly. It. He's got range. But sorry, going back to Luke Wilson, right? Because no, he was the one in he this has, movie. Yeah. He has no range. That's true. Dean Kane like does his best TV acting he normally oh, does. My God, he's awful. He looks gorgeous I like him. and basically tries really hard to try and pretend he can do his best TV acting. Mm. That's what he's doing. Mm. This story is kind of unique for a heist film, though. But <laughs> everything about it is ridiculous and stupid. Yes. Or making bank robbers out to be a Robin Hood type character. I didn't know what was going was on. Was completely stupid. Nothing made sense. And as a bank teller, yeah. I can tell you that no matter what reason someone's sticking a gun in your face to fucking steal your money, it's not going to make them out to be a good guy. No. They stuck a gun in front of somebody's face and was going to rob them. And then the little old ladies are like, oh. Yeah. It, we, he wasn't in the bank. He wasn't. Yeah. Like, everything about this was stupid. Brad Dorif, though, was awesome. Yeah. In this, like he normally is. And for that reason alone, this was a Mondo. No, what? it wasn't. Oh, sorry. No, but that's where, not. Where do you get the helicopter? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. From Charlie's Angel? No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Even the great Bad Dorif could not save this film. No. This was awfully dumb and stupid, which made no sense. And most of the actors felt like they were doing their worst extended episode of a TV movie. No mm. one in this was any good whatsoever no it's a, it's a it's an absolute rage but i have some unpacking i want to i i'm just shocked like like i how did you come up with this one merman 
He just found it and he pulled it. It just just screamed out to me. It screamed out to you. It screamed out. The fact that Andy Dick was in it was probably a good indicator. That's usually a good indicator. It is. It is. But yeah, no, he is a terrible actor. He's a a terrible human being. You you did good with this one because this was a complete piece of crap. (laughs) Oh my god. Everything that you mentioned. Thank God I got to watch it for free on Tubi. <laughs> Thank God yeah, I got it. And the I, best part was I got the movie broken up by commercials that were go. way more entertaining there than the go. movie was. Hey, I provided you with an actual hard copy of it. Yeah, you I provided Jim me. with a hard copy. I have I the hard copy. You, you could have shared it. I, I'm going to admit that after the movie, I was so raged up, I did rub my genitals against the package. Mm. Did you throw it out? No, I still have it. I'm gonna it I, when I'm when I really need a good rage, I'm gonna pull that out and take a look at it again. Or throw it out the balcony and, and uh, skeet shoot it. Yeah, there was there was so many times like people are shot in this and should be dead. Like, what were they shooting Andy Dick with in the movie? He got shot like seventy two times. Know. It must have been BB guns because he 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 lived. And then the fact that every single person in the movie would Did he, die. He so didn't that, die. No, he did not die. No, he I didn't. I saw him get shot. Yeah, he got shot a bunch of times. Yeah, like like three or four yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, no, in they the took chest. him off. He was fine. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Murray, get this, because I can lend you the movie back now that oh, I own it. Right. Yeah. Uh, get this. The 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 probably the worst thing about it, other than off. all the other worst thing, is that it was. It was like. Everybody was okay with just shooting anybody anytime yeah, they wanted. Yeah, it was just, it was just and, dumb. And all of his friends are are in like they're they're willing to die so that Luke Wilson and Drew Barrymore can go to Mexico it's on their honeymoon. Weird. It's like it made no. It, and it's like when he grabbed her and they pulled off the helicopter. I'm like, like you see the scene behind them. Yeah. And there's like nowhere they're gonna land, so no. they're gonna he's gonna be holding her by one hand. Yeah. For miles and miles yeah. and miles and miles. And you're like, I'm just wondering where he's gonna drop her. Apparently he dropped her in Mexico because that's where they end that's up at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. This this was like by beyond awful. It was. So thank you. Okay. I now have a new thing to rub my genitals against when I'm in a raging mood. All right, Bryce, what are you gonna do? I don't care. I, I might have my final rage in my bag if I can ever find it. You make the choice. Tell me what you All want. Right, me to take do. my last item from my tasty bag. You sure? Yep. All right. What is it? This was the one that we didn't know what it was before, and I updated it. It's okay. one for the money from 2012. I believe that is a Katherine Heigl film. Sounds familiar. I believe she's a brunette in it, too. <laughs> like that makes her act better. <laughs> I don't know. I just, for some reason, I have this. The, I'm seeing the movie poster in my mind's eye, and she's a brunette. I want to say, Nice. Is that is that the movie? Is yes. it is Catherine Heigl? Oh yes, oh, it is one hundred percent. She is not a good actress. She is not. Yeah, there's a few people in this you're not going to like seeing. Okay, so this <laughs> is actually from 2012, right? That is correct. Right. Isn't it Gerard Butler? Uh, it's Gerard Butler as there well. There you go. I believe, isn't it? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. no. We, get, we get the fantastic John Leguizamo in it, so at least there you'll you have go. five minutes of who's awesome. Uh, who's opposite her in this though? Uh, Who's the other major? Jason O'Mara, <laughs> maybe. Don't know who it is. I I just love when you're looking at the pictures, people's people's pictures on IMDb. She is a brunette, though. Yeah, the fact if you were going to, um, if you were going to have this as your profile pick, yeah, like most people yeah. have it from okay. awards, from awards. Yeah. This guy, whooever sh- this guy is, he's shirtless. He's, he's naked, ukulele. holding a cello. So, a cello. so everybody <laughs> look at everybody Slightly look at IMDb to see Adam Paul's uh, profile pics on right IMDb. Then. That'll tell you how, alone how good this movie's going to be. All right. Exactly. So I'm watching one for the money. Got yeah, it. you are. You Two go. for the show. Three to get Three ready. And here we go. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> Don't remember it. That's just sad. I saw everything in theaters. Of course you did. Me too. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, the voice of Rager Dare, and our god of rage. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything in Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. Buy your granny some beautiful Film Rage panties. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for our listeners, so please comment, like, 
and subscribe and send us emails to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dare to see terrible movies to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please, 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 pretty, please, please, please make us our rage. That's it for this week. Our rage. Oh. Rage on.